Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And uh, today we're kind of, we're, we've decided we're going to kind of swap back and forth on the Monday minis. Yeah, what yeah. Samantha's covering, what I'm covering. Again, I think if you know us, you'll probably be able to tell most of the time who did which one. Although I did talk more gaming you did. Then you did. So, but it wasn't horror-based. <laughs> it wasn't horror-based games. But you love gaming outside of just that. But just saying. I do, I do, I do. Um, and this de- this definitely is still going to remain one of our newsier segments. And I actually think this is pretty on topic. This is a... Uh, okay. we're, we're, you know... It's relevant. This is a whole thing. It's relevant right now. It's a whole thing right now. I do want to start by apologizing to the young folks. <laughs> Apparently, I shouldn't even be saying this or talking about it, but here we are. Why shouldn't you be talking about it? Wait, it's, what? It's like a young internet slang right now. And they said, if I'm over 20, I shouldn't be saying it. But here I am. Wait, um, I don't want you to say it if you're under 20. That's creepier. Well, we're going to talk about it. Okay. We are going to talk about it. Okay. So today we are talking about daddy. Um, daddy. Spe- specifically. <laughs> Stop it. Making me blush. Um, specifically... <laughs> Uh, the kind of internet daddy thing that's happen- happening right now. So I do want to say, like, no kink shaming if you're consenting adults, number one. Um, we aren't talking about daddy issues. You can see our past episode on that. I think we're going to rerun that one soon as a classic because um, it is related to this conversation. We're not really talking about sugar daddies either. Also, it does have a different meaning in the gay community and in the kink community. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but not too much. It can also be a term of coercion. We're also not talking about that too much. We're specifically talking about this internet phenomenon that is really playing out right now. So we will touch on those things, but that's not kind of the the topic at hand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, we are seeing it play out right now, particularly with Pedro Pascal. Yes. Yes, who's been called the internet's daddy. Uh, The Last of Us is midway through at this point. I guess I should say the date. Oh, what is it? February 23rd. 2023 and the Mandalorian season three is coming out this Wednesday. So it's, it's like really, oh gosh, it's really taken off. 
There's even an SNL skit with Pascal in it about this whole thing. Um, and we mentioned some of the quotes he has around it. He said, Daddy is a state of mind. He said, I'm your cool, slutty daddy. Um, so he's very in on the joke. He's oh, yeah. very, very in on the joke. Um, but we'll talk about that more in a second. I do want to say, I got a Slash update, because I recently did that whole Slash episode about right. why I read what I read. Slash generally being two men together in fan fiction. Not always, but generally. And I remember somebody said to me once, I would slash Pedro Pascal with anything. And then I reached back out to her, and I was like, so why did you say that? Just curious. She's like, because he's hot. So I didn't even say that. I mean, sometimes maybe you just want to see two hot dudes <laughs> go at it. There you go. Know. There you anyway, go. I'm just sure Oscar say. Isaac and he, he have been slashed plenty of times. Oh, Does yes. <laughs> sound dirty the way you just said that? I'm so sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. Yeah, that's about right. All right, so <laughs> let's get into some definitions. So from the Washington Post, the slang endearment popular on Twitter and Instagram, among other platforms, is usually meant to communicate respect slash adoration to a male authority figure. This isn't entirely family-friendly, though. The meme frequently has a sexual tinge. And the article goes on, the daddy meme has precious little to do with dads. It's a commentary on hero worship and power dynamics, and sometimes a way of reversing them. Here's Pizer writing in New York Magazine, so this is a quote within the quote. <laughs> a grown woman says daddy with intention, self-assurance, and lots of cynicism. We claimed daddy as our own, which allows us to gently mock the patriarchal structures we're playing into. The daddy joke is that we have control over the way we manifest daddy, that we could one day even become our own daddy. It's true. Whoa. <laughs> and then, so I found a, a whole article Vox did specifically about Pedro Pascal. And this whole thing. And here's a quote from that. Pedro Pascal didn't invent the concept of daddy, nor will he be the last to embody it. Daddies have always existed in our world. They're handsomely beautiful, the type that comes with age, maybe to the point of surprise. They're authority figures. They're effortlessly kind, but not always nice. They're the antithesis of toxic masculinity, though their attractiveness has often been tethered to an Oedipal taboo complexes and issues. And daddies would never call typically themselves daddy first. It's a title that is bestowed rather than self-proclaimed. Uh, and then, continues on, the fantasy of daddy now exists primarily as a one-way pursuit. Daddies are the object of affection, and if a daddy is actively pursuing anyone, let alone a recent high school graduate, they are no longer daddy. No. Um, so they were talking about that in terms of like, like Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. He's not no, a he's daddy. Never. You know who was one of the first daddies? <laughs> who? Steve Carell. Really? Yes. And I tell you, this is that whole, like, surprising thing. So yes. when he came out, like, not too long ago with the, the beard, the white mm -hmm. hair, everybody was like, wait, what? Right. And did the meme daddy? I mean, da I mean daddy? I mean, daddy? That's a whole meme TikTok uh -huh. video. Mm -hmm. Partially was because of Steve Carell. Surprising. Wow. But like, wait, what? Right. And he is, he's the antithesis of that toxic masculinity. So mm -hmm. we know, as of now. As of now. Yeah, I mean, and that's the interesting thing that they put in there is like, it's a one-way street. Like, oh yeah, the daddy can't be attracted to the young girl no. calling him daddy. Then it's gross like, and no longer daddy. Yeah, he's been happily married to his wife for years and years. We get to see her, you know, you know who she is because she's been in all of his movies right. and mm -hmm. shows and they write together. And mm -hmm. that's one of the appeals. It's like, oh my God, he's an amazing person who stayed just because he stayed. 
with yeah. his wife. They well, faithful, as far as we know. That's part of it. We're going to talk about that in a second. Okay, go, um, go, go. Yes. Okay, another part of this is, as I said, Pascal is in on the joke and represents a, quote, particular type of hot. Um, and for him in particular, it also comes with this portrayal of gruff, reluctant father figures. Recently, there's been a lot of talk, because after he was on SNL, he made a joke about, like, um, his Mandalorian voice being his bedroom voice, like a porno voice. And so when he uses it, he feels really uncomfortable. Because he usually has a mask on, so like the helmet on, so you don't see it. But now that he said that, he's had to release, like, this statement, like, please stop doing that. Um, Stop asking me to do it. Because now everyone's like, do your porn voice. Um, And that's when I mentioned in our last... Last of Us episode, <laughs> when I said we need to talk about parasocial relationships, that's part of, because that's been a big conversation with him as well. Um, so I think we should revisit that. But uh, for now, um, this term in this context most likely emerged from teen fan culture. Sometime around 2014, uh, this was when Lord, I don't remember this at all, but uh, brought a lot of attention to it when she called Kim K mom that year, and then she explained what she meant by that. And then in 2017, a game called Dream Daddy came out, which I honestly, like, chuckled the whole time I was reading the description. But basically, like, you can choose what kind of daddy you want to try to date. <laughs> like, there's a goth daddy, and there's, like... <laughs> do we no. need to get this game? Where oh is this gosh, game, Oh, my gosh, we should Annie? play this game. We, have to, we still have to do a game night with all of those games that oh, we talked about previously. We so should. might as well add that to the list, huh? Can you imagine? I'm, like... Blushing again, just thinking about it. Oh, man. Uh, New York Times, named 2018 the year of the daddy. Okay, but, I mean, there's a reason that I'm kind of blushing about it, right? Because there is a sexualization around it. And there that has a longer history than what we're going to cover in this podcast. But basically, researchers believe that that stems from terms like daddy issues, and from pop music and kink communities. Um, Alana Levinson dug into this whole thing and wrote, it's easy to forget that term for all its ubiquity is also an actual sexual fetish. Using the term daddy is like BDSM light and gives you the right amount of semi-role play without having to go the leather route or engage in a full-on immersive role play. An anonymous 28-year-old woman explains to me, in this context, daddy is a gateway to exploring the dominant submissive dynamic, which doesn't always need to be overtly sexual. It can be funny, playful, or just weird. And so that whole thing can be traced back to at least the 1970s. You can hear it in a lot of um, uh, porn and songs. I just recently rewatched X. It's in there throughout. I I keep getting that song, What's Your Name, Who's Your Daddy, stuck in my head now. Um, It does usually... It usually, but not always, implies an age or maturity gap. Or there's like the, the power dynamic is very key throughout all of this. So, this history led to some claims that people using the term is appropriating it. This was called Daddy Gate, hashtag Daddy Gate. Uh, I think it was 2017, somewhere around there. Um, but then it was sort of agreed upon that a lot of subcultures use daddy, I guess. But people were fighting about it for a minute. And then from InStyle, Here's a quote. From my perspective as a homosexual male, use of the term daddy in gay culture, where it's specifically popular, boils down to your sexual preferences. Bottoms, the label for generally submissive types in bed, if they're so inclined, call their dominant partners labeled tops daddy. It outlines the power dynamics of the sexual relationship and boils down to sex. 
The article quoted Jack Halberstam, I hope I got somewhere close on that, um, a professor of English and Gender Studies at Columbia University and the author of several books uh, like In a Queer Time and Place, The Queer Art of Failure, Female Masculinity, and Gaga Feminism, Sex, Gender, and the End of Normal. Um, And the quote is, from my perspective, it comes from Black culture. I think that's a pretty accurate origin story if you needed one. And the article goes on to say Halberstam explains that terms like mommy and daddy became sexualized in post-slavery period um, when Black kinship was disoriented. And that is also Freudian, so he said. Unfortunately, we do still live in this matrix of family relationships that are both taboo and eroticized and often eroticized precisely where a parent is absent rather than where the parent is present. And that's really a psychoanalytic way of thinking about it. It lingers from a number of different sources. There is a lot more. Like, when I was doing this research, I was like, wow, I guess I should have realized, but hmm. Um, Zaddy, on the <laughs> other hand, was coined in 2016 after the Ty Dolla Sign song. And the difference is a Zaddy is a daddy with swag, I guess. They're better dressed. I'm just loving you talking about all these things with hip-hop lingo. Thank you. I know. Thank you for I'm this. Sorry. I apologize I at this. the top. I, I told so you. so much. <laughs> rant for a sec please pay apps are way too public what happened some rando hearted a payment from five months ago and i realized people can see my entire history who i'm paying like full names it's super weird yeah it's weird how are you paying your friends then apple cash it's all in messages you can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends random people can't see it did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. Not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association member FDIC. All right, so I do have my own theory that I want to talk about, which is related to all of this stuff. But, and I I am going to talk specifically kind of about, because I do love The Last of Us. I do love Star Wars, Mandalorian. I have seen this in fan fiction so many times. 
So I'm kind of like talking about that specifically, but I think it, it uh, can be relevant in other categories as well. But I think there's like the kind of dichotomy of, you know, the, yeah, like the antithesis of toxic masculinity, which I, I can debate about that, but kind of the dichotomy of they're gruff, they're kind of closed off. And then you have somebody, whether it is a young child or whether it is a romantic person, uh, who kind of wears them down, I guess, like gets through their their shields or just through pure stubbornness <laughs> is able to make a relationship or a connection with this person. Um, I think there's also a protection level, like a feeling like, oh, this person will protect you, will pr- protect this uh, innocent person. Um, I do think like if you're going into the sexual realm, which again, this is uh, me talking about fan fiction, I think there's like a giving up of control element and like this person will protect you and I I can be the submissive one or whatever. It's usually, because like I said, I feel like I've said this on the podcast several times, but I know I've said it to you too. Like usually there's still, even if it's two men, one of them is like more feminine. One of them is like the more femme one. Um, who's, it's usually pretty physical too, like smaller, um, prettier. I do think there's like conditioning going on of just how we've all been raised uh, in our society and what we've, been taught is like attractive but it's also I think sometimes it's just nice like hell here's this strong dude who'll protect me Um, (laughs) I do think I've read a lot of articles about the show The Last of Us specifically about like oh here we've got the dad jokes I love he's telling dad jokes oh he's got anxiety I can relate to the anxiety like all of these things and yeah there's certainly like they don't care about anybody, but they care about you. Like, they're so yes. tough, but you're sure. the one <laughs> that they broke through, and now they can't. They'll do anything for you. <laughs> you're the one that made them, like, finally get in touch with their emotions. I've uh, made them cry. They're protective now. They do anything. But you kind of have to earn it. I read that in a lot of places. It's not unconditional. You kind of have to, like, really, really earn it. And then... You can get them to stay, to stay with you. So I would also say this is a bigger conversation than I want to have right now. But often in, at least in the fan fiction space, when this is a romantic kind of thing, the the daddy, the other person is kind of infantilizing a little, a little, or like just more childlike or more like sense of wonder, curiosity, innocence. Um so you've got this like world wary character who is unwillingly drawn in as a protector for the more quote like innocent younger smaller one, and that's kind of going back to what we said. Like it's like kind of inherently a power dynamic thing, and also there usually is some kind of like age or maturity gap. Something it is somebody who probably take care of you. They are usually physically strong. They can usually like lift you up and carry you. Know it's super easy. I do think there's some self-esteem issues in here, but that's also for another time. I've talked about it before. I think we talked about it in our daddy issue episode. And it's, I think it's like going back to what a lot of people said. I think it's like a safe way to admit some attractions that we have are problematic. Like, because it's that one-way street, right? Like, it's not coming back at you. 
And there can be issues with that as well, as Pedro Pascal said, like, please stop asking me to do these things. But, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, ideally, it's a one-way street where you can kind of express this attraction and nothing's going to come of it. And it's a way to perhaps address that we know, oh, it's not great that I'm attracted to this thing, but I do have something, <laughs> that I, either conditioning or what, that has got me attracted to this. And then I did want to touch on this very briefly, and then I promise I'll stop for now. But I saw another article that was like kind of jokingly about how The Last of Us is a show about single parenting and how people found that so attractive. And so we've talked about this before too, like the difference between how we treat mothers and fathers in our entertainment, but also real life. Because like, if you think of like the dad bod, that's like a sexy thing. Whereas for women, we're like, why didn't you lose the weight more quickly? We being the whole society, not me. Um, But they also talked about how being a MILF um, is something that happens in spite of having kids. But being a DILF is because you have kids. And there's a lot of theories around that. Around like, is it where people who are attracted to DILFs are looking for a man who will stay, who can take care of kids, like all of those things. From Pornhub, here's a statistic. Women are 96% more likely to search for dad and daddy compared to men. Um, They are perceived to emote more whether they do or not. And it's the kids that matter. One of the studies I found, right, it's not the age. Because it was kind of like bringing attractiveness and changing all these variables. But they found it was the kids. And they postulated it was like a potential mating strategy. Like, oh, he's fertile. He can take care of me. He can take care of a kid. Um, And it, it, it held true even if the woman in question, the women in question, didn't want kids. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a lot going on. That's what I can say. There's a lot going on. There is. There is. And I'm sure we'll have more to talk about with this. Obviously, there's a lot of pathways we could go, but this like conversation is raging online right now. Right. <laughs> so we shall see. What if anything with pimp daddy? Yeah. Which um, is an old school word that mm-hmm. I don't hear as much anymore. Yeah. I, I briefly read about that. And uh, it, it, it sounds like that's kind of been, because it gets mixed up with sugar daddy, pimp daddy. And like I said at the top, some people use it as coercion tactics right? in very, very unhealthy relationships. So I think a lot of people have kind of heard about that and backed away. But I'm not sure. I didn't look into it too much. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It is very interesting. <laughs> um, well... It, listeners, if you've got any thoughts about this, I'm really sorry uh, that I probably made everybody cringe, but I was curious. It was a fun moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but I would love to hear from you about it. Uh, you can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff Mom Ever Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. 
not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.